0: Listening to the North Shore Nine podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Also, make sure to watch NS9 Live every Thursday on Twitch and help support by becoming a patron. Let's go, Bucks.
1: Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to Starbucks. I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me, we got Jim Rosati. Jim, good morning. Welcome to the very, 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 very first Starbucks woke up late edition
0: yeah um we won't say who it was i think it was <laughs> you know it was obviously it was obviously you but uh yeah good morning uh it is seven forty now so we'll make this a quick hitter um but you know a lot to talk about for this first uh first series first series isn't even over yet um but we, we've got a lot to talk about so far yeah somewhat i guess right So, what we've noticed this year
1: is, I mean, again, this is the first Starbucks, other the Starbucks for the NS9 Live still. Um, We're doing daily post-game shows now, so we've got two of those up. One hosted by you, great job, Jim. One hosted by Tyler, also phenomenal job. So, we definitely, uh, we talked a bit during those shows about the games and stuff, um, but like you said, we still have a lot to talk about. Three games into the series, series is almost done. The Pirates could technically tie it. I mean, how about that? Start off the year 500.
0: Yeah, we'll have to see. Um, the weather in St. Louis looks a little rough today, so I don't know if they'll end up getting this one in or not. Um, if if they do, we, we could be looking at some long delays. But uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I think game time is like 2.10. So it's an afternoon game. 2.15 yep. so, schedule. Yeah. We got- we'll see. We'll
1: see if they can split it. We got Zach Thompson making his Pirates debut. Now, of course, coming from Jacob Stallings' trade, we've had our words about him, I'm all to where we believe he might be. Um, I mean, during the spring, he's, again, it's spring, but during the spring, he looked, he looked good. I'll put it that way. Like, you mm-hmm. know, not even confident, He looked good in the spring uh, facing Dakota Hudson. So the Pirates could technically go 500 or it could be one in three. <laughs> By the way, it's just the first series of the year. Um, I think yeah. we can definitely notice that the Pirates aren't going to be that great of a team, unfortunately. But as we've seen in just three games, some bright spots. I mean, there's definitely some positivity out this year. Um, I think what we need to start off with, though, is the biggest positivity of the year. Something happened. There was there was things leaked that there was, there was progress being made. There was discussions before the season started, and then it came about that it's happening. Cabrian Hayes, Pittsburgh Pirates, long-term deal. Jim, eight years, $70 million. Cabrian Hayes is at Pittsburgh Pirates for quite some time, as Greg Brown has told you time and time again.
0: Yeah, um, really exciting to see this. I was, I was golfing when the news broke, so I didn't even see it for, for a little bit. But yeah, we we saw the reports that they you know they'd been talking. There were some offers being made. Um, I was kind of one of those people being a little cautiously optimistic. Like I'd love to see something happen, but it'll happen when it'll happen. Right. Um, that's when I you know I'll believe it when I see it type of deal. But uh, yeah, they got it done, and I mean it's a it's a really nice deal for the Pirates. Uh, can't can't really complain too much about eight years, seventy million dollars. Um, it's, it's one of those deals where I think just based off of where key Brian Hayes floor is just due to the glove itself. And then the fact that he'll at least be, you know, a below league average hitter, right? Um, you know, this, this contract, as long as he stays healthy throughout it, it should, it should be a, a relatively team friendly contract. And at the same time, you know, gets key Brian Hayes 70. 70 million dollars guaranteed one interesting part of it you know if we want to talk about the details of it mm-hmm. is you know it's front it's front loaded so you know we're talking about someone who just got a huge raise for 2022 um you know, he, he would have been been making right around seven hundred thousand dollars uh now key brian hayes is going to make 10 million dollars this year
1: i double mean, hit the lottery I mean, going from seven hundred yeah. I mean seven hundred thousand dollars, nothing to sneeze at. I mean, that's a nice chunk of change. But as a professional right. baseball player, right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. the literally the minimum salary. That's the least amount that you can make. And now he's a ten million dollar man. So like like you're saying, like a good shout out to, to Brian Hayes. Big payday for him, and he gets you know immediate uh payments towards it. But like mm-hmm. so here in the eight year seventy million, I think you and I both were Maybe shocked of how low, um it was close, and Jim, you know, give us credit, you're the one who had the tweet out there. I mean, tell us where it's a starting point well what you said, what you predicted, Mr. know it all, you said eighty million, right,
0: yeah, I think I said
1: eight for eighty, yeah, yeah, you're basically like eight for eighty mm-hmm. should be about where you know, and it was eight for seventy, so. I mean, yeah. it was close, right? But at the same point, it was ten million under. So I think both of us maybe mm-hmm. felt a little like, wow, wow. you know, he accepted because I, me personally, right, and I've talked about this during the offseason sometime. I felt, you know, with his background, and everything, like he's not, he's not starving to get an extension. It's not like a dire need, like he right. needs to be paid now. He could potentially be the type that waits it out, goes to free agency, or if you want him, you better lock him up and sign him to a you know pretty competitive deal. Not saying this isn't competitive by any means, but um, part of me was maybe a little shocked that that was the number. Albeit that was the number he said. That's good for him. Pirates are good for them too. Um, great deal for both sides. But that was the biggest keep. Like you mentioned, the structure of it. Mm-hmm. He's getting most of the money these up like these first two years when the pirates should be competitive, right? If there's this window and maybe any any type of extended window of it he's going to be in his prime making seven, eight million dollars. That's, that's it until what 12 million is last year, right? With that option and whatnot. That's it. That's one war player.
0: And I think that's what the most attractive part of this deal, you know, when you're looking at it from the pirates end of things is, you know, when this window is open, you know, this competitive window, which we can probably, guess at like 2024 you know being like that first year um you know key brian hayes seems like he's going to be a part of that team now and he, he's not going to be taking up too much salary so they're going to have money to work with that hopefully um they can spend towards adding some pieces we'll see again if they end up adding to payroll or not right but the theor- theoretically um key brian hayes is now not you can't ever use key Ryan Hayes's contract as a reason why, um, you know, this team is not able to add players. Um, this, this is an incredibly, uh, friendly deal for when that window seems to be opening. Like I said, due to that front end where he's making 10 million this year, 10 million next year, mm-hmm. 20 of that 70 million is out of the way, you know, the first two years. Um, so, yeah. Interesting, uh, interesting contract structure. It, it kind of plays into the whole, you know, they they, they they theoretically should have a lot of money to spend right now because payroll is so low. Uh, so they went ahead and they and they spent it and they were able to get a little creative here and get something done that worked out for everybody.
1: 100% agree. That's why I love it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I absolutely love the way the structure is. I'm glad they had that forward thinking in it. And not to be, you know, a typical, like, you know, this year might still be 700,000. Oh, wow. Maybe it moves up to like 1.5 million. You know, it just elevates every single year. I mean, this does a few things. Like you said, when they're ready to compete, this doesn't hinder them by any means. Like, there is no excuse. This is basically one of those just lesser guys you pick up on, you know, the free agent market. And that's your Cabrian Hayes. Mm-hmm. so you could pick up maybe you know a little more of a premier player in doing so by paying today when you're not paying anybody, by God, you all means you suck right so mm-hmm. it's like when you are good, you know the mm-hmm. contract actually goes down, it lowers, and then you know it gives you that more they love to say that financial- financial flexibility right they could potentially make, you know a bigger move than they would normally anticipate in doing mm-hmm. so um yep. but then. So part of me, right? The, the little the little bit of sinisterness I have in me, right? Because a lot of people were saying how, well, you know, the pirates are not going to extend anybody. They're still snake bitten by Polanco, right? They're still snake bitten by some of these extensions. Okay, well, you know, any anytime you sign one of these guys extensions, not gonna cripple you. Like by all means, the Polanco deal did not cripple this team. If they're in a position to compete in those final years. They could have. It's not as if it was like, it, you know, I mean, even the like mm-hmm. pool hole still. It's not where, like, the Angels are like, oh, my God, we got this pool holes contract on our hands, you know? This right. this Polanco one is nothing. But if Cabrian Hayes doesn't work out towards the end, it's also, in that regards, contract you can still move. Like – to think of it that way, right, we're thinking of the positive, how it works out, but in the negative side, even if Cabrian Hayes doesn't work out or they're heading into another rebuild, right? The cycle's up, they're heading another rebuild, that's still a contract you could move and and potentially if he's still good at time, there's a marketing edge to it. you know there's surplus value, you could probably get something in return, so there's also that aspect of it as well. I just think it works out in both sides if the pirates are good, it works out, and if they're bad, it still works out for them.
0: Yeah, I mean there there's no reason to have anything but uh but joy, you know, for for this contract extension. It's it's good to see.
1: Right. Yep. Yep. And just shout out to, to Murray on there. He says he's interrupting we we are interrupting his favorite college baseball so so podcast for this. So thank uh, you Murray for joining in. Thank you as always. <laughs> sorry we're late <laughs> sorry I'm late but yes so huge news about Cabrian Hayes something I did not anticipate happening especially right away right, right at the end of the season obviously. so I guess let's now pivot to Brian Reynolds who at this point in time doesn't look like he's getting extension but there's still talk there's still money things being discussed mm-hmm. apparently Bob Nutting's very pissed off Bob Nutting is the savior of this organization, apparently. (laughs) Now that's being facetious. But so there's reported news from Jason Mackey that Bob Nutting is not liking how they're going to arbitration. And they couldn't come to some type of agreement. I guess they're trying to work out maybe like a two-year deal. Um, Of course, at this point in time, like they're going to arbitration. But again, Nutting's not happy about the way this is going down. I, I want I want to hear your
0: take on this. Your thoughts. If only there was something he could do about it, Donardo. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. What was it? Six. It's like six hundred
1: fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, I think it's. a so like, if right
0: re- on that, but yeah, if he's reportedly really upset about this, just give him the six hundred fifty thousand dollars. Like this doesn't have to be difficult. He's upset about. It's like that meme with the the hot dog suit. You know, and it's like we're all trying to find the person who did this. <laughs> like Bob Knight, this is you, the, 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 you. You can't be upset. You can't be like really disappointed with how this is going. The team taking him to arbitration when you could just say, "Hey Ben, give him six hundred fifty thousand dollars more. That's all we need to do." Um, it's So I'm not buying. I'm I'm not buying this story. Like I'm I'm sure like. He's telling people, "Oh, I'm not really happy about this, blah blah blah." But like, he can do something about it. He could pay him. <laughs> like, he could just say, "You know what? Screw it, Br- Reynolds. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sign you for for your number. We're good to go. Yeah, let's play baseball, right?" Like, he could just do that. Um, and so he's clearly not that upset about it, or he would have done that by now. That's where
1: I'm kind of at, too. Like, if you're that upset, Mm -hmm. you could solve it today. But you still aren't. Yeah. So You could solve it right now. Yeah. What are you really upset about? I I, I believe what you're upset about is the backlash that you're getting. And this is a more reactionary thing than anything, right? You're pretty much comfortable. I mean, this is the way. This is the Pirate's way, right? It's... We don't come to it we go to you know arbitration that's it right there's no working things out we're done but as tyler said right i mean this is one of your star players like this is one that you'd make the exception for so why don't you do it i just feel that they got a lot of backlash and you know we saw it on twitter so may- maybe things are starting to work that way how many people said like they're they've called their ticket representative or, i mean we hear that every single year right fear the pits Pirates. all this is the time this yeah. is like a national hall it's the time of the year Right where you hear everyone's tweets about what their conversations were with a ticket rep. So <laughs> this was like the yeah. hot topic, right, Brian Reynolds. Um, so I don't know if it's like sinking in, you know. And because of this, like nothing's finding this out, and now he's reacting to the news and saying how he's pissed off. But again, you could just fix it. Secondly, also is again like how involved is he really? Like if he's saying he's this involved, he mm-hmm. it, it, that, that he's mad himself. You know, like, right? Yeah. If you're if you're involved, then you're part of that process. And if you're part of that process, you let it get here. Like you, like you said, Jim, could solve it today. So you could have said, okay, well, I really want to get this done. I know it's going to cost. So here, here's your six hundred thousand dollars. But you said no, and you went to trial, or you're going to right arbitration. So that's on you. And then again, if it's not right, you're not involved. Then you're clearly not involved. So you're lying, saying how involved you are, and you want to turn this thing around, whatnot. So I just, uh, I'm with you. I believe, I mean, I believe he is upset, but I think what he's upset about isn't coming to agree, not coming to agreement with Brian Reynolds. I think what he's upset about mm-hmm. is really the backlash he's getting and he's still in the same place. And we got to turn these things around, guys. We got to stop. Um, yeah. And, and that's that's basically it. So, like, I'll put it this way, though. At least he's doing that.
0: Right. I at mean, least like, he at, said something. At, least at least he said something. Right. But again, I'm not even like buying this at all. Like I, I, I'm sure he's putting it out there that he's upset. But again, mm-hmm. this is so easily fixable. Like it could be it could be taken care of right now. Um so like I said, I, I, I'm not gonna even believe that he's upset. Because he could literally end it right now. It,
1: it, he could. So, I'm going to, like you said, take it with a grain of salt. Let's see what happens, right? If if some actions come from this, then cool. I'll still put it as that. At least it happened. But I'm still more or less on board with you that I don't buy this for face value. I do believe he's upset. But I don't really think he's upset because, darn it, I tried so hard to get him locked up and we couldn't do it. You, you could just yeah. simply have just done it. <laughs> so yeah um but regardless, yeah. so Ryan Hayes does get locked up. nothing's upset about Reynolds, so maybe there's some potential that something does still get worked out, which isn't the Pirates ways. so like if you head into the season and maybe this goes down, do you I'll, I'll I'll go this far right now. do you think there's any potential of a Brian Reynolds like long term extension, not this like two year thing that they're talking about?
0: Um, I think there's maybe a little bit of potential there, but I mean, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I feel like the the more and more that I just see all of this, it's just like I don't think Brian Reynolds is necessarily in this team's future plans. Right. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like there's just been too much. There's, there's just a. There's so much smoke out there on the trade rumor market, right? Mm -hmm. That like, I'm not going to say the pirates are shopping him, right? But I mean, the pirates could just put an end to all of this trade talk if they wanted to. Like they could just say, hey, we're not trading Brian Reynolds. Like stop calling. Like it's not happening. And I get, you you know, you maybe you're going to listen in case somebody wants to like vastly overpay. But a lot of these trade rumors we're seeing—it seems like teams are necessarily wanting to overpay, or something would have happened by now. Um, you know, maybe maybe there was this deal in place with the Marlins last year that got vetoed by Derek Jeter at the last minute. I don't know. Uh, you know, I don't know if that's true or not. But if it is, then that just means that they are like s- semi-serious about like they'll they'll trade them if somebody's willing to give them what they think. Right, you know that, that what they want. Um, I, I just I feel like I would be surprised at this point if Brian Reynolds is a pirate in 2023. Like, I, 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 I. That's that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, and I, I almost, I really think that like if if Ben Sherrington got what he wanted for him, he'd be gone by now.
1: I agree. I mean, you yeah. know the saying, like, it, it, uh, uh, mm-hmm. like okay, you, you got to work here because it's so, like, think about real estate. Like, oh, it'll sell itself right now. You know, like, you don't have to try right now mm-hmm. for real estate. It'll sell itself. That's like the Brian Reynolds situation. Like you said, like, they're not shopping him because you don't need to shop him. It'll sell itself. People are calling. They want Brian Reynolds. So, like, you don't have to openly shop him. So, therefore, you can kind of put on the facade that, well, we're not shopping him. But they're absolutely listening, like you said, that they haven't once been like, he's not available. He's not available. Mm-hmm. It's I mean, we're not calling anybody. Well, okay, great. You don't have to call anybody. <laughs> they're gonna call you. Yeah. And at the yeah. same sense, like you said with smoke of fire, like every time there's there's rumor, you hear things of players. So there's discussion, right? And, and I'm, I'm with you. Like he's asking, like he's at least doing the right thing. Like I'll put it to you in that sense. He's not just trading yeah. him to trade him. This isn't, you know, going maybe back to hunting today. This isn't like the McCutcheon, the the Cole. You know, some of the stuff we're underwhelmed with. Like why you can trade mm-hmm. those guys for this little or whatnot. Like he's going to make sure he gets a haul. But every time you hear it, right, the Marlins, mm-hmm. you hear these type of guys that are discussed, right? We just, I mean, we saw with San Diego, like CJ Abrams was had to be involved in the package. So. There's definitely players in every one of them. And if those demands are met, he's gone. So I'm with you. Like he's not actively trading him, but he could absolutely get traded. So I don't know if he's really a part of the, like the long-term plans as well. I think a lot of stuff has set that emotion for us to know about it and, and realize it. Um, the only way for him to is if he signs something long-term. And again, that's another thing too, as well. Like what nothing said, like it wasn't, Long term, it was we want to sign him to a two year deal, very short term still. Right. So, I'm, yeah. I'm with you in thinking that he's probably traded. Um, not so much long term plans, but like at least let's put it this way at least Hayes is locked up. So, if it, it was really looking like why not Hayes and Reynolds at some point? So, Hayes could at least be the stability, yeah. but yeah, I, I still have my doubts about Brian Reynolds being here long term. All right. Yeah. Anything else you want to add to that?
0: I don't think so. I, I think it, it'll be in the Pirates' best interest to just hopefully Brian Reynolds has a great year this year, and if if it is in their plans and they're, they're, they 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 want to trade him, you know, make a team over pay for him at the deadline, you know, whatever it might be. But yeah, I, I mean, I would much rather see them extend him, get something done. But I just don't think that's going to happen right now. Right. I agree but at least mm-hmm.
1: if and when he's traded it appears they're they're going for the moon so mm-hmm. let's let's have our first charrington like trade that we're just blown away with and I'll be happy.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know though like if it, I mean even if it's like they get their what they're asking like I don't know if there's any happiness that comes out of a Brian Reynolds trade uh, to uh, okay. Uh, you know? So bad words won't be happy. Yeah.
1: I guess it's talking about the trade, like every trade we've basically Mm -hmm. discussed, it's been like, well, (laughs) let's talk about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess we'll be unhappy, but let's Let's not think about it yet. All right. Let's get into the other stuff this weekend. Games were played. What do you want to talk about?
0: Um, let's start first with, uh, with Diego Castillo. So he, uh, he made the team right out of spring training. Um, didn't start game one. You know, got put in because of Hayes' injury in the first inning. Um, didn't start game two. Starts game three, though, and just plays absolutely amazing. He was a big reason why the Pirates had the offensive output they had on, uh, on Sunday. So uh, it was nice to see him get the start. I don't know why it took three games for them to put him out there. Like, this was your hottest hitter during spring training um you're you should be this is a type of guy or like if you're bringing him up, it should be to play him right uh so let's get Diego Castillo everyday playing time like I don't care where you put him. I would prefer him to just be slotted in as your your everyday second baseman to be honest, but you know he does have the versatility to move him around if you need him to, but man the guy uh the guy had three hits yesterday, he had his first hit two days ago he uh, uh but let's see more Diego Castillo that's that's let's let's see him
1: I'm with it uh, you you've mentioned it mm-hmm. Tyler mentioned it so you know I don't think we have to go too deep on that part in the post game but yeah I don't really understand why you bring him up in the first two games he's not even starting so like he's like you're saying like what's the point of bringing him up he needs at bats. You want mm-hmm. to see him at bats. He's in the major leagues. He's had like I want to see him get at major league at bats. Let's see what this guy has. So anyways, yeah, it's still a small sample. We talked about spring. You know, right. It's just spring, but he looked good. Um, now it's the major leagues and I mean he's batting 444. Like he's had three hits yesterday. He looks he looks like a major leaguer. That's what we talked about in spring. and what we talk about now. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. and like think about both sides. I mean, the off- obviously the offense was there, but he made some nice defensive plays yesterday as well. So the okay. versatility helps, like you mentioned. Um, but I- I'm with you. Like, I don't understand why, like at this point, especially, Diego Castillo is not just slated in as like an everyday player. Because what do you have to lose? I mean, you see where this team is. You knew where right. this team was going into mm-hmm. the season. It's not like Diego Castillo should be blocked by anybody. You're a forward-thinking um organization and i excuse me i only say that because you shouldn't be thinking about the present because clearly you didn't put anything on the team to think about presently so you're forward thinking in the sense of everything's about the future you need to find out Diego Castillo is part of your future so play him figure it out find out because if he's not then you move on to the next guy you have all year to do so so kudos to Diego I'm happy for him I mean his like his whole family I know his mother wasn't but I say, like, his father, his uncle, his grandfather was in town to watch mm-hmm. him. I do believe his mom will be in Pittsburgh for the home opener. I'm not sure, but like, just kudos. To the great story, mom of huge, huge baseball fan. Fortunately, she was also a Yankees fan, <laughs> so that might have right, stung right. a little bit knowing that your son's playing for the Yankees. Now it's the Pirates, but hey, yeah. all things considered, he's in the majors. Shout out to the Castillo family, but um. Play him he looks he looks good, yeah. and what a way like that Clay Holmes deal that could turn out to a huge win if Dio Castillo is an everyday player or even just like a utility player
0: yeah, I mean, I think that's I think a decent thing to i mean you want to temper your expectations with someone who <laughs> And he wasn't a wildly heralded prospect. I mean, he he was a top twenty guy for the Pirates, but you know he's not on any top one hundred lists or anything like that. But that doesn't mean he can't be a good, useful Major League Baseball player. Um, you know, if if you're looking at somebody like like Josh Harrison, right, uh, someone who can play a lot of positions, hit the ball, uh, you know, ha- hit the ball hard, hit the ball for contact. Like I think that's kind of like what you. Like if you're if you're thinking like, okay, well what could Diego Castillo be? Like think of that like prime Josh Harrison who kind of was a spark plug, right? Yeah. That's that's kind of what you're hoping here. Um I, I don't listen, I don't I don't know if he'll ever be more than that, but that's a useful major leaguer. And like Josh Harrison was a very good contributor on good pirates teams, right? Uh so if, if Casillo can become something like that, then that's a that's a good trade. You know, you got him for a reliever who by all accounts seems to be a pretty good reliever now. But uh know, you right. still so you got you got him for a relief pitcher. Um that's a win. Yeah. So so we should all be on the Diego Castillo train. Uh we should be rooting for him to succeed here. Like I said, the versatility's nice. Like I said if he can keep hitting and, and kind of just be a spark plug for this offense, which seems like he he was yesterday that would be that would be huge so let's see more of them yep i'm all for it um
1: i guess recency bias right yesterday was a big game we talked i mean we're giving kudos to to a castillo let's let's talk about chavis i I know you and i both are just kind Mm -hmm. of eh whatever but i mean a grand slam he also had three hits also a walk i think he's drawn two walks on the year so far Uh, I I mean, listen, like he's, he had a a bad spring and it is just a few handful of, you know, plate appearances, but I mean, he, he produced yesterday as well. Anything to this? Just, just, uh, I mean, the whole entire Pirates offense produced. So, I mean, that's kind of alarming
0: in itself. So like anything to this or just like, it's, it's a game. I mean, I, I think it's a game, right? It's, it's, it's a very small sample size. We all we all know that like Chavis has some pop, right? He, yes, uh, that's clearly his one. That is his one attribute that is semi interesting is his power. Um, he doesn't really get on base. He doesn't really hit for average. Um, he's not even really all that good defensively, right? But like he's got some power. Uh, so, do I want to see more of Michael Chavis? Sure. I think I know what he is. He's ha- he has 672 major league plate appearances. So it's not like we're talking about a guy who has never been given opportunities before, right? Sure. He's he he seems like he could be a utility player maybe maybe um but he's going to have to hit. Uh he hasn't hit good enough to do that up to this point. Uh, even his best year, which was his rookie year, you know he had a 96-weighted runs created. Plus, he had 18 home runs, but you know, he still wasn't a good player, right? Um, so we'll see what happens here. I'm not expecting anything out of Michael Chavis. If we get something out of him, cool. But I think we know what we have with him. He's going to give you some power every once in a while. But like, I think that's gonna
1: be it. Awesome, I'm kind of with you. Yeah, yeah it, to me, yeah. It, it's a game. He's going to get plate appearances. Mm-hmm. I don't need to see more of them. They're they're going to come just because of the way this right. team is. I need to see Dio Castillo Chavis. I don't need to see, but the plate appearances will be there, and we'll find something out. Um, I guess the other thing I definitely want to talk about is yeah. is Will Crow because. I, I think of the him. three of us, right? Tyler and I have been like the most mm-hmm. intrigued, but Tyler fell off the train way before I did. I lasted a lot longer last year. wanting wanted to be intrigued. And I was like, all right, we're done. Now he's in the bullpen. And I mean, I'm, I'm back like hundred percent. I need to see Will Crow in this bullpen as much as possible, because maybe there's something there and I'll be just as a reliever. I mean, there's not, it's not the same as being a starter, but if he can be, A useful reliever, right? At least that helps this Josh Bell trade a bit. And not even that, but like at least you might look and be able to pencil him in as a future piece. Because up until maybe yesterday, we're probably thinking, like, if the Pirates are good, Will Crow's not even on this team. Now maybe he is a useful reliever.
0: Yeah, I mean again, it's uh it's two games, four innings worth of of bullpen it is. work. So it is. let's let's not get too ahead of ourselves. It is Will Crow. We've seen a lot of him. Um but I think you can say yeah, he he has looked good these first two games out of the bullpen. We've been used to seeing him in a starting role. I think last year he had one one bullpen appearance. That's probably so. All right. We we haven't really seen him be a relief pitcher. So, hey, I mean, this pitching staff is terrible. So, yeah, if Will Crow has any, if Will Crow has anything in that tank right there, uh, let's let's throw him out there and see see what he has. Um, Maybe he can kind of take over for that role that that Underwood had is you know your 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 guy you can throw out there every other day and he throws two innings or something like that Because, um, yeah he he's looked good so far uh so yeah, let's keep seeing him and see if there's something there, and that's all I ask I for. agree with yeah I agree with you though like there's not a lot of people on this team where like you look at the roster and you say, "Okay, I want to see more of that guy." Will Crow has now officially entered that territory of, of okay. I want to see more Will Crow out of the bullpen. See if there's anything there.
1: Yep, and that's all. That's all I'm yeah. getting at here too. Mm-hmm. Like uh, this yeah. isn't an anointing him, but it's I've been off the train. Mm-hmm. I'm off the train, and now I hopped right back on it. It was very quick too, mm-hmm. just because of how good he did look these past two times. So I'm ready to see more of him. Like rip my heart out again, Will Crow. I'll be okay with it. Um, but I'm allowing you to this time again. So Will Crow definitely intriguing um and like he brought up underwood so don't know how long he's going to be out but it did give the ability of them calling up rowenzy there was definitely some controversy mm-hmm. um why don't you highlight that as well so he was called up so great rowenzy day didn't really end up being Rowanzi day he's in the bullpen Um, uh, a lot of people really pissed off about that you had uh, some other words though so tell us
0: yeah i mean i think the big thing to think about with I I've actually there's like two storylines here about this Rowan Z. Contrarish stuff. So first off, the guy didn't throw very much last year. I mean, he he was I think if you included Arizona fall league, he was like sub eighty innings on the season, right? Right. So like you're looking at if you're gonna be responsible with him, like you're you're topping him out at one hundred, maybe like one hundred and ten innings, right, over the course of the season. Just be patient with him. Like, he's not going to be able to go out there every fifth day and be a starting pitcher over the course of a of a 162 game season. It's just not something that that would be a, a smart thing to do with this organization. You don't necessarily need Rowan Z. Contreras this year. You need Rowan Z. Contreras to be healthy next year and the year after and the year after, right? So don't mess up his development here, right? He, if, if he needs to get 100 to 110 innings this year, get 100 to 110 innings this year make sure he gets through the season healthy make sure you're not doing anything to jeopardize his long-term potential with you uh, so if if coming out of the bullpen for part of that year is how you accomplish that then that's how you accomplish that again like he's he's not someone who's going to be able to make 25 30 starters this year just not not going to happen yeah uh, so be patient with Rowan Z Contreras. He's going to need some bullpen appearances. He's going to need some, some skipped starts. You know, if if he is in a rotation, I I just, I, you're not, you're not wanting this guy to go out there every fifth day at this point in his career, at this point in the pirates rebuilding process, because you're not, you're not wanting like the last thing you want is Rowan Z Contreras at the end of the year. Have forearm strain. Next thing you know, at least to a Tommy John surgery. And then he's out all of 2023. and right. he's coming back in 2024, a year off um, from Tommy John, right? Like, you, you don't want to see that. Um, so be careful with him. Be patient with him. Um, that's my first thing with Ron Deacon Ferris. My second thing, too, is, you know, we talked a lot about this before, but the way that the 40 man roster was constructed this offseason because of the Rule 5 draft, it really left the pirates with like no pitching depth. like everybody who's on this 40-man roster who isn't in the major leagues is a prospect like there's yeah. they're someone that like you you can't you can't take off um so it it's a weird roster construction that i don't think we've ever seen before because typically this isn't a move that you would necessarily make if you're the Pirates, right? Like I'm sure the Pirates did not want to call up Z. Contreras no. and throw him in the bullpen he, he was two days left. after opening day, <laughs> right? Yeah, so like they, they wanted him to go to AAA and get some starts in, right? Um, So I, I it just, it's one of those things where just the way, and again, you can kind of go in there and say like, well, Ben Sherrington kind of put this on himself by acquiring, 8 million Roll 5 eligible prospects last year, right? And so, like, he had to make this decision to add a bunch of guys to the 40-man who really aren't even major league ready, right? Um, So, it was just, it's a weird, it's a weirdly constructed roster. Um, And with 28-man rosters in April, it just means that there's just no depth. Like, if another pitcher goes down right now, what do you do? Like, what if someone goes goes down with a a, a minor injury, can't move them to the 60-day, you can't create a 40-man spot? I don't really know what this team's going to do. So, yes. So,
1: so I guess in part of this, I had my two cents here as well. Uh, I was yeah, a little bit torn yeah. on this, but I haven't been extremely vocal on Ronzi because I can I can understand concerns and reasons for a lot of it. With the O'Neill Cruz, I've been 100% vocal. I'm all, you know, you definitely know my viewpoint on this, but Ronzi, I've decided towards caution a bit. The Pirates, you know, didn't start on day one. I can see and understand why, right? With them coming up and putting them in the bullpen, I can see and understand why. Uh, Also, the biggest thing, too, is it was a reliever that went down, not a starter. Like, I think that could have been a, a big difference as well, especially right now. I mean, everyone's slated. Like, it's the beginning of the year, you know when you're pitching. And then before you even get the ball, you're told, okay, you're not pitching now. It's kind of mm-hmm. shitty, you know. Ultimately, it doesn't matter, but it kind of is a little bit. Um, and then, like you're saying with the Ronesy thing, but I guess where I'm kind of at, and uh, Williams Wins says in the chat too, is a little bit here, is like maybe a piggyback situation. You know, like mm-hmm. because to be careful with him, but also maybe Kehoe on like a schedule. So, you know, he could have pitched. He could have had a piggyback game. And that could have helped the bullpen a little bit as well, right? But like there could have been a piggybacking and he didn't have to start even, right? It could have been the normal starter, but then he would have came in for two, maybe three innings. Like there's still a schedule thing and maybe using that time to build up his arm until he goes down to AAA again. Because even in spring, like he hasn't pitched a whole lot, right? So like I wasn't expecting him to be in AAA and pitching five innings from from the start either. So I guess that's where I kind of maybe would have led a little bit is maybe like he could have been part of a piggyback situation. In the meantime, um, but ultimately, I'm not firing up the weapons and and going all in on why is not Ronzi not starting. I can understand it also. Um, You make good points. This season clearly doesn't matter. It's all about the future. So it's way more important to have Ronzi next year, not so much this year. Um, Okay. So we have a mailbag that we'll just quick hit on. Anything else that you want to bring up these past three games?
0: Uh, no, let's go ahead and roll with the mail. All
1: right, so first question from Vinny Who do you have as a team Cy Young this year? <laughs> he says, starting wise, can't use Bednar, which is sad. Speaks volumes about who this Jeez. air quotes Cy Young's going to be. Oh, uh, okay. Um, I mean, I'll just kick in. Ouch. I'm just saying Mitch Keller by default, like, because it has to be. If it's not Mitch Keller, we have bigger problems, I think, in our hands.
0: I'll agree with you. I think, uh, you know, with the first game that we saw out of him, obviously, he struggled. Um, but what we did see out of him was a lot of swings and misses. So if you can keep up with the swings and misses, get a little bit better with the command. Maybe we can just chalk it up to like opening day jitters. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I think Keller's Keller's probably the guy there, if I had to guess.
1: And like I'm with you. The results mm-hmm. might not have been there, but I saw a different Keller mm-hmm. to a degree. If he can build upon that, you know, like his next start has a good
0: one, I'll feel more, more comfortable. Um yeah. but yeah, by no means was that. it a yeah by no means was it a good start. Like it was a bad start. But right. There, there were some things there to look at and say, okay, maybe there's something here.
1: But that's been the issue. Like they've been bad yeah. starts, but you come away from it saying, God yeah. damn, you know, if, Keller, if you would just do yep. X, Y, Z, you didn't walk away from that this time. I mean, we got to yeah. take what we can get at this point. So,
0: I'm at willing some to- point, yeah, at some point with Mitch Keller, it's going to have to shift to, okay, you look good, but we we need to see the result and like this is i mean this is the year for him really it's it's either put up or shut up this year like if he doesn't put up a year that's you know good then then i think we know who he is
1: absolutely all right question from keith wendell so do you think reynolds extension gets done i think both of us feel like no but if it were to be done right so he wants to know what would a deal look like i mean what would it take to lock up reynolds
0: um, I think if you're – if, if I, yeah, I'm a no as well, but I think if you are going to lock up Reynolds, you're – and I let, let mean, we can kind of use this Hayes deal as like a, uh, you know, kind of like a benchmark. But um, I think you do something similar to what you did with Hayes where you front load it. Yes. Right? Um, I mean, that, that seems to be like they've done it this one time. It would make sense to do it again while this payroll is low, while the team isn't competitive. Get a lot of that guaranteed money out of the way right now, um, and then you can utilize Hayes and Reynolds as part of your next good team and still have a bunch of financial flexibility you know quote unquote um what would it look like? I guess it all depends on like how many years you're one day to get right i mean so so if 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 she's got four years left, you're probably looking at like a six year deal to buy out two years of free agency. And then, like an option year, right? That's that's probably something that yeah. would make sense. That would take you to age thirty-four for Brian Reynolds, you know, if you if you include the option year. Um, I know I, I I know I put something out there before, like as far as what you know numbers-wise it could look like. Let me see if I can even find that. Like I remember breaking this down a little bit. Yeah, we
1: um we had some discussions last year. I remember I mean, you, of course you highlighted it. I was chirping in.
0: But I thought it was like a 670. Mm-hmm. With uh I thought that's about where we're at. Yeah. Um that sounds probably about right. Uh, You know, maybe 680. He's going to get more money than Hayes just because he's more established. And, you know, he's put together those, those bigger seasons. Um, Like maybe 680 with another option that makes it 795, right? Something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, That's, Mm -hmm. that's probably something that you can, can kind of get, can think about there.
1: Yeah, I agree um another quick question so it still might still might be too high though actually well and uh, i guess to put yeah. it there because i think a lot of people are on board like it has to be 100 million dollars you know like the numbers that we were mm-hmm. arguing like, i think the argument was it it doesn't have to be this high like you guys are going way too high yeah. on what they think it needs no. to be done um so like i think a lot of people might think like it's got to be like a six or 100 million dollars and i don't think that's and that's way too high like you're saying
0: yeah, I don't think that's
1: just based on like probably he's what he's going to make right. throughout his arbitration, which isn't a ton. Um, right. Fairly speaking, you know, like unless he has like another monster year this year heading into next year. But like he's probably not going to make this ton of money in arbitration. So you're not going to overpay for it. Um So, yeah, the next mm-hmm. question comes from Terrence, uh, Terrence Francis. So better rookie season. Um And, and I guess we're we're basing because it's going to be next year. Nick Gonzalez, like he's not having a rookie season this year. So who's going to have the better rookie season, Nick
0: Gonzalez or O'Neill Cruz? Um, I mean, if I had to just guess right now, I'm going to say O'Neal Cruz. Same. Yeah. I would put my, if I'm a
1: betting man, which I typically am not, mm-hmm. but yesterday I, I, you guys got me in and I won so I'm clearly the best yeah. I'm 100% I'm one for one actually two for two technically because the bet was two things so I'm two for two on North Shore 9 so clearly I am NS9 bets I'm the face of the entire yeah. show I'm perfect but if I were to continue being be better man I would put my money on O'Neill Cruz having because I just think too like his yeah. game just it can stand out more Nick Gonzalez might have like nice overall numbers but he's not going to have like Forty
0: home run potential. Yeah, I mean, Cruz is someone where if you bring him up in the in the beginning of June, he could still put up twenty home runs. Right. You know, where Nick Gonzalez can't quite do that. Like and he might be able to hit three thirty. Right. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm gonna go with Cruz. There you go. All right,
1: and that pretty much finishes up our mailbag. I believe. Yes. Cool. So cool. So two fifteen start, hopefully, and then it's opening day in Pittsburgh.
0: Yeah. Home opener, I should say, in Pittsburgh. What's your uh, what's your guess on home opener attendance? Four thousand twelve people <laughs> to go
1: with the four twelve start time on four twelve with four dollar twelve cent tickets. I. Yeah. It's supposed to be nice, too, right? Like 70 degrees. It's it's supposed to be a nice day. I don't know. I'm throwing something out there just because it's been weird years as well. I'll, do you think people are going to drive out to the ballpark? I'll say 27,000.
0: Okay. I'm actually gonna go a little higher. I think if the weather's nice, you're gonna have a lot of people just say, "You know what, screw it, let's yeah. go. Tickets are four dollars and twelve cents. I know let's just hang out at the ballpark. um I'll go like thirty two thousand okay, cool, cool, yeah, I will say this
1: like p n c park's looking so much nicer now too. I love the renovations. I love what they did with this with everything in there.
0: Yeah, I am looking forward to. Uh, I, I usually make one trip up there a year. So uh, I'm yeah. looking forward to catching a game or two. And uh, yeah, seeing the new bar areas and uh, gathering spaces that are up there should be fun. Fully agree.
1: All right. Well, I guess with that said, we'll be back. Like I said, pretty much every game, we'll try to do a post game show on spaces and then we'll put it out for a podcast. Um, and we'll have our two shows Starbucks in the morning on Mondays. And it's not live on Thursdays and uh, all the other stuff we do if you like it or not. (laughs) For NFTs and sports betting, we have shows on those too. So until then, we will see you guys next time.
0: Bye-bye. See you guys.